Hello, everybody, and welcome to Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I am your host, Bill. This week, going from one of the better episodes in a long time to one of the more bizarre episodes I think uh, we I've watched up to this point in South Park, and that is Pinewood Derby. Um, now for those that don't know what a Pinewood Derby is, basically what it is, and, and I'll save time right away, it is a race done mainly by the Boy Scouts, and they have to make a car out of wood and put wheels on it, paint it, and it's got to be the certain amount, weigh amount, and then they just race them. It's basically what it is. What does it have to do with this episode? Well, you're about to find out. So, let's dive into this week's episode, Pinewood Derby. The episode originally aired on April 15th, 2009, and was written and directed by Trey Parker. So, our episode begins in the basement of the Marsh's house, where Randy and Stan are working on Stan's Pinewood Derby car. But, Randy, being Randy, doesn't want to play fair. He's tired of him, and more particularly of his son, losing to the Hollises. So, Randy was able to get this little glow thing, put it inside the Pinewood Derby car, and is there to go. Rand, or Stan has no idea what it is. Until he watches the news the next day when he finds out that a superconducting magnet was stolen in Switzerland. And the person of interest that they're looking for is Princess Leia. And it's Randy dressed as Princess Leia. And it's kind of funny because as soon as the story begins, Stan's like, oh no. Oh no. I Please no. So... Stan already knows what's going on here, and is it going to lead to bad things? Well, we'll soon find out. So they get to the Pinewood Derby, and they are waiting to sign up when Randy has this conversation with Stan about Tells. Now, son, Daddy needs to teach you something very important about Tells. When you tell them you only use the approved kit, don't look up and away, don't rub your neck, and don't touch your ear. Otherwise, they'll know you're lying to them, all right? Whenever you need to lie, just don't look up and away, rub your neck, or touch your ear. Dad, maybe we should just take out the thing you put in the car Son, and... you have to learn how to lie correctly someday. Might as well be today, all right? I love you, son. <laughs> Do you hear? So, yeah, um, I just want to say for the record real quick, you guys are wonderful... Man, my ear is itching. So, Stan goes up, he gets his car weighed and measured, and he has to say that he has followed all the rules of building his car. Well, it just so happens that 
Stan is in the same race with the Hollis's kid, and Stan is ready to go. Randy is just like, all right, we'll see how it goes. So it happens to be the final race of the Pinewood Derby. The race begins. The Hollis's kid is off to a good start. And then all of a sudden, Stan's car starts having sparks. And not only does it pass the finish line first, it flies through the wall, up into the sky, killing a bird, going over an airplane, and flying into outer space. And after everyone sees this, Randy is just so excited because Stan has won. So, because of this, Stan and Randy are in a parade that afternoon, and they've set a record for the fastest car ever in a Pinewood Derby. Meanwhile, the Hollis's boy is trying to comfort his dad and saying, Well, no matter what happened, I still love you. And then the dad shoots himself in the head, and the boy is like, He's okay! He's okay! He's okay! He's okay! So, now, the next day, we get the government involved. Uh, Officer Clark and Officer Marks. And, basically, they tell Stan, and eventually Randy, that because of what has happened, they have broken through into space and time. And that Earth is going to be met by the this intergalactic federation. And because of this, there's a chance that Earth is going to join this special organization. So, they set this up in the main street, and they are going to meet somebody. So, all the world leaders at the time, and uh, I, I'll, I'll talk about them a little later on, they're on the phone waiting to hear what happens. So, here comes the spaceship, and here comes this alien. And at first, this alien, you know, is talking normally, and... Then, all of a sudden, his voice changes, see? Yeah, that's right. Ah, my name is Baby Fark McGeezak. And you're going to build me another one, see? So we're going into, like, 30s movies, mob-style, mobster-type. Um, so basically, Stan and Randy, and basically all of planet Earth, have been fooled into building another Pinewood Derby car for this alien criminal and that he's on the run basically from the space police because he doesn't want to go to space jail for stealing their money. So Randy's trying to build the car and Stan's like, I I, I think we should just tell them. I think we should just tell them we cheated. We did every, you know, we did things wrong. And Randy's like, no, we're not doing that. We're not going to do it. So it gets to the point where sirens are going and baby Fark McGeezak 
takes Stan into the grocery store and tells him basically, you better lie or I'm going to blow up this entire planet. So these two alien police officers come and they're basically slugs. And, you know, they ask, have they seen Babyface McGee's axe? And they're like, no, we haven't seen him. And then one of the officers is like, you know, we're the first aliens here on your planet. You guys aren't really that excited. To which Randy is like, oh, really? Oh, hey, everyone. We're in contact with aliens. Yeah, how about that? So... Now they're on the look, and then as the aliens are driving away, one of them just has that feeling that, well, something's not right. So, as Babyface comes back, uh, Randy tells Stan that he has made something to basically kill Baby Fark McGee's axe when he gets the chance. So, they're hurrying up on f making this car, and Babyface... Baby Fark, oh my god. <clears throat> you see how weird this episode is? Baby Fark McGeezax hurries them up and then Stan stabs Baby Fark McGeezax in the neck and you get like mobster movie music when someone gets hit and he's bleeding green everywhere and Baby Fark McGeezax has died. So, now that he's dead, they go onto a ship, and they see that McGeezax has all this cash in a ship. And at first, Stan's like, you probably should let, you know, the alien police take this. And then Randy's like, well, what if we didn't? What if we just kept it for ourselves? So, the idea eventually becomes that not only will the United States keep it, but all the other countries of the world will keep it. So, we go to four days later, where they're still looking at the ship, and Randy is talking to other world leaders when the alien police come back. And the alien police talk to them and say how in the world did Mexico build in four days 32 hospitals and seven water parks. And Randy has to tell this really good lie of well, you know, uh, the other countries, you know, chipped in to help Mexico. Yeah, you know, Mexico's, uh, Mexico's kind of a poor country, you know? They, uh, just don't really, you know, they just don't do really good. You know, they're poor. So, the cops go away, and then Randy gets on the phone, and he's pissed off at Mexico and then at one point he has this great line of will some other Spanish speaking country curse out Mexico for me so Stan is in his room and he's looking at his trophy from the Pinewood Derby and he looks at all the headlines that have been in the newspapers for the last several days 
and even one headline that says that China has spent their alien money on building 48 soccer stadiums. So, Randy is still having a talk with other world leaders when Finland decides that it is going to tell the alien organization, the, you know, the truth. They're going to tell them the truth of what happened. And Finland's like, we just feel bad, you know, we just got to tell them the truth. So, after they ask Finland to hold for a minute, a.k.a. hang up the phone, Randy and the other countries of the world decide to blow up Finland. So, about six or seven different nuclear missiles fly and basically destroy Finland. Yeah, because, you know, Finland. Nothing bad ever came from Finland, as far as I know. So, now, we get back to the town, uh, you know, Main Street, and the, pol the intergalactic police are there again. And they come and they check on, you know, what happened to Finland. And Randy's like, oh, you know, nothing, you know, they, they didn't get nuked. And the police are like, who said anything about being nuked? Oh, no, no, you know, I meant, I meant like, you know, they might have committed suicide. Yeah, a whole country committing suicide. And then this is where Stan, basically at this point, is just tired of the lies and surrenders his Pinewood Derby trophy and says that what happened, we did not use any approved kit. And then you hear shocks and one of the leaders is like, he did not use approved Pinewood Derby kit? And then we get to a twist, in a way. What a twist! Baby Fark McGeezax lives! However, his name is not Baby Fark McGeezax. His real name is Kevin Zaxor, and he is an ambassador to New World Testing, and they were testing the planet Earth to see if they would give the money back. And since Earth failed miserably, they not even will be allowed to join in the group, this organization, but they are isolated from the rest of the universe. And then they're like, space police? Space jail? Are you guys stupid? Are you guys kidding me? So they leave, and as they leave... They put this big cube surrounding the planet Earth and the moon. And we look at the citizens of South Park. And Randy has the last line of the episode. And he's just, well, that sucks. And that is the end of Pinewood Derby. A very bizarre, unique episode, to say the least. Now, before I give my thoughts on this episode, I did a little research before um, this week's episode. And there are some deleted scenes 
from this episode uh, that are that's up on YouTube, and I'm going to play them for you guys if you've never seen or heard of them. I never have, so this is going to be brand new to me. So whatever reaction I'm going to have is probably going to be the same reaction as yours. So with that said, let's go to the clip. Did you see the look on everyone's face when our Pinewood Derby car passed the finish line? It was all like, whoa, and people were all like, whoa. And then it was all like, yeah, and people were like, no way. 1.8 seconds. We're going to do it, Stan. We're finally going to win state. Y yeah, Hollis, it's Randy Marsh. You uh, have your Pinewood Derby down there in Littleton today? Yes, we certainly did, Marsh. And, of course, little Emmett won first place as usual. Oh, yeah? Stan won again, too, up here. Yeah, yeah. Guess we'll see you at the state finals like usual. <laughs> our what? Oh, what was our time? Oh, nothing great. Just uh, 1.8 seconds. Oh, yeah, you heard me right, Hollis. 1.8 seconds. You're going down this year. You're our bitch. This year, you are our bitch. Tell him he's our bitch, Stan. You're our bitch. Yeah, <laughs> you're our bitch, Hollis. That's great, Marsh. Just one problem. Emmett's car clocked in at 1.2 seconds. It's the fastest car we've ever built. 1.8 won't even get you close. So we'll see you in Denver, little guy. Fuck! God damn it! Fuck, fuck, fuck! 1.2! They got a motherfucking 1.2! We're gonna lose to those goddamn cocksuckers again! Son of a fucking whore! Cocksuck asshole! Fuck! All right, Stan, just regroup, all right? We've got to just stay calm! Ass-licking barf shit! Fuck! No, Stan, Stan, we still have a shot! It's gonna be okay! We just have to modify the car some more! Fucking asshole! Fuck! Okay. Well, then, that was... not what I expected. Uh, with that being heard, uh, this is such a bizarre episode. It really is. Um... There's a couple of things that kind of bother me with this, one of which is Randy really never gets his comeuppance for stealing the magnet. Like, he never gets arrested or put on trial or anything. I know it's kind of a small detail, but I'm still going to say it anyway. I don't know. This is, this, is by, this is not the worst episode of the season. Oh, God. No, 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 no. This is not the worst episode of the season. We already went through that with eat pray queef we've we've already been through that this is just such a weird episode um i'm gonna give this a seven i think that's the fairest grade i can give this episode is a seven um i i guess there's a point but i really don't know i just don't know uh, with that said, let's go into some notes here. Uh, the theme of the episode was a warning about the dangers of greed, lying, and cheating. Boy, I wish more people could have watched that episode in 2009 because we wouldn't be in this situation today. Anyway, among the world leaders in this episode, they included French President Nicolas Sarkozy, Chancellor of Germany Angela Merkel, Brazilian President Luiz Inácio Lula da Seville, the Prime Minister of Italy Silvio Berlusconi, 
Chinese President Hu Jintao, Japanese Prime Minister Taro Aso, Mexican President Felipe Calderon, and Finnish Prime Minister Matty Van Hannen. The episode received some degree of criticism overseas for depicting the wrong leaders for its countries. The episode featured John Howard as the Prime Minister of Australia, even though he had been replaced by Kevin Rudd almost 18 months earlier, according to Macquarie National News. The episode had copped some flack on video sharing websites, unquote, over the air. The episode also featured Vladimir Putin as president of Russia, even though he stepped down in May 2008. And the episode also featured Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, Gordon Brown. In its original American broadcast, this episode was watched by 2.78 million overall households, according to the Nielsen ratings, making it the second most watched comedy special or Comedy Central production of the week, only behind the Ron White stand-up special Behavioral Problems, which was seen by 3.36 million households. The episode received mixed to negative reviews. Josh Modell of the AV Club said the episode was boring and unfunny and was particularly disappointing following the episode Fish Sticks the previous week. I can definitely see where he's coming from. Modell said... South Park episodes don't get much lazier or uninspired than this one. It was like half an idea stretched out forever and ever and with very little payoff. Carlos Delgado of If Magazine said, The episode plot was too silly and lacked laughs. All in all, I was left feeling a little cheated. Pinewood Derby wasn't funny. It was just weird. Ken Tucker of Entertainment Weekly said the episode was told with the warp speed storytelling style that is making this season one of South Park's best. Travis Fickett of IGN said he was happy to see an episode centered on Randy, who he said is an excellent character. Fickett said of Pinewood Derby, This isn't a great episode, but it's fast-paced lunacy in the South Park tradition and most of the genre tropes its riffs on are dead on. Now, there happens to be some controversy with this episode, which to be perfectly honest, I did not catch while watching. This episode drew considerable media attention in Mexico when it originally aired due to its depiction of their president at the time, Felipe Calderon. The episode was scheduled to air in Spanish on MTV Latin America on February the 8th, 2010, and was advertised extensively for one week prior to the date. However, a few hours before the scheduled time, the network decided not to air the episode and replaced it with the episode The Ring, which you guys can hear in the archives. Allegedly, due to its depiction of Calderon irritating the international community and frivolously spending the space cash on water parks. This depiction was said to differ from the image Mexico's Ministry of the Interior sought to present of Calderon, who they dubbed the Employment President. MTV said the South Park creators did not get a special permit needed to broadcast an image of Mexico's flag, and MTV executives said they did not want to risk angering fans by altering the image. 
The explanation was met by skepticism by Mexican South Park fans, some of whom accused, of, accused MTV of unfair censorship. MTV later announced it would broadcast the episode on April 4th after the network was granted permission from the Minister of Interior to air it. When asked to comment on the episode getting pulled, Stone said, quote, That's so far away from us. We read that on the news, too, along with everyone else, unquote. All right. Well, with all of that said, let's go and see what the fine people at IMDb thought of this episode. Over 2,000 people have rated this episode, and the average rating for this is a 7.9 out of 10. 613 people gave it an 8. 382 people gave it a 10. 432 people gave it a 7. That's going to be the grade I give it this week. And 43 people gave it a 1. To break it down into demographics, the average rating for a male is a 7.0, with its highest demographic being the 18 to 29 year old demographic with an average rating of an 8.0. For females, the average rating is an 8.1, with its highest demographic being also 18 to 29 year olds, with an average rating of an 8.3. So it really seems that the younger crowd likes this episode a little bit more than the older crowd. All right, we're going to go now to the user reviews and see what they thought of this episode. Of course, we do not read all of them, but we will pick out some of the better ones. Starting out with Sundray Marak, who wrote, This episode disses our monetary system and the behavior created by it. South Park is a genius show if you understand the underlying message. The episode also explains the Fermi Paradox in a different way. Why should the aliens be interested in visiting the Earth if we don't have anything to offer? Please check out The Venus Project. The Venus Project is a futuristic model of a resource-based society. I look, I look at it as an aim, a society we can be inspired by. I think most of Jacques Fresco's thoughts about the future are correct, as they can be. We ain't civilized yet. If we don't change our values, we will have a relatively short stay on Mother Earth. Okay, uh, this review is from Shonen Punk, who wrote, This episode follows South Park's story structures, but on a global level. It's an episode for those who love the show, but might find hard to relate to some of their cultural references, which are inside jokes for Americans. This time, you might find a reference about your country, too. In a funny but deep episode about life in outer space, Randy Marsh, a typical dumb American, manages to get all the world leaders together in a sticky situation, where we see what we all truly are in this world, typical dumb people. And isn't it true? We're just a bunch of stupid nations bombing each other for political interests and a bunch of piece of paper. Maybe before try to create new relations beyond Earth, we should worry about fixing the ones we have in here already. Come on, guys. Let's make a better world for we all. Or let's just bomb Finland. Whatever. Alright. Uh, this review is from 
Actually, this is our most recent review I'm, I'm about to read from Protestant underscore Dan, who wrote, Writing this just seeing that all the reviews are plenty years old, this episode is solid. I did Cub Scout races myself as a kid, and it was definitely fun watching Trey and Matt play on the topic. But the episode pretty quickly turns to the absurd. I think the final twist at the end saves it enough to be enjoyable, but it's definitely not Golden Age South Park. Worth the watch. And finally, we're gonna I'm gonna read uh, a review from Dually because honestly, folks, there's no negative reviews of this episode, which is interesting, even though this got a seven rating. Uh, Dually wrote, "This episode was amazing." If you are into the subject of alien life, then you may have already heard of the Galactic Federation of Planets. Trey Parker uses the metaphor of the Pinewood Derby and the approved kit to hit on the subject of alien influence in our own technology. If you believe in recovered UFOs, which I do, and clearly Trey does, then it is not far-fetched to believe we have reverse-engineered alien technology for our own advancements. However, we did not discover this technology on our own. Therefore, we did not use what was in the approved kit. And we have no right to join the Galactic Federation of Planets. We have been visited, but to what extent remains to be seen. Oh, God, this whole thing is weird. Thank God I don't ever have to review this episode again. Alright, that's going to do it for the show. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at SharksPond97. And join our Facebook group, Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. You type that in the search bar and you're right there. If you can't find it, it's okay. I put the link in the description so you guys can just copy and paste and you're right there. Next episode, going to hit the halfway point of season 13 by talking about Fatbeard. That is the next episode here on Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I'm Bill, and you've been listening to Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast.